and a mouse keep running, running, and 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 welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 392. As we get closer and closer to that milestone of 400 episodes. And I'm going to be joined in just a minute by my man, Jason, as we go through only two books. Not a lot of books that we're covering coming out this week. And even so, there's not a lot coming out next week either. And that means that at some point, we're going to get hit by a tidal wave of books that is going to drown us. To the nth degree, but we'll see. We'll see when that does end up happening. But in the here and now, before we get to that, let me ask you if you could possibly go over to Twitter and follow us at WS Marvel Comics. And if you do, we will follow you back. That is a follow back policy that I have pretty much had since the beginning of time, even, uh, or at least since I've joined Twitter. It's one of those things that I I really don't like that concept of people saying, like, look at me. I'm so special. I have this many followers, but I only follow back three people. I don't, it, it almost feels like you go to a party and there's somebody there who's like, well, I'm going to talk, but if you want to, I'm not going to listen to you. You can, I'm not going to listen to your nonsense. It, it just feels weird to me. So that's why I've always done that. And also head on over to, our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com And in the spirit of what I said about Twitter If you have a website or something like that And you want me to check your website out Just let me know And you could probably do that by following us on Twitter And then you could DM me and things But yeah, I always like checking out other people's things And then finally go off to our Patreon Patreon.com slash WeirdScience Where you can support us for everything that we do here on this regular feed, the Star Wars show, this regular show, even some other shows mixed in now and again. And what you get when you go to the Patreon is a lot of other podcasts, a lot of podcasts, including each week we do a weekly Patreon-only spotlight with two books picked by the badasses, the Get Fresh Crew. And this week they ended up picking, I'd love to say bangers, but Electra number 100 and the Captain Carter number two so me and jason talked about that that is already over there on the patreon if you go and sign up right now you won't be charged right away you'll only be charged if you decide to carry on over into the month of may if you quit before then you'll never be charged so it is a free trial just to check it out and just again the spirit of the i'm actually a patron of about four or five other podcasts i do end up supporting people that i like as well so yeah, just a little shout out. Just go and do that. But without all that, you know, the, we'll push that aside. We're going to go off to these books, me and Jason talking about Black Panther and then Venom, a bit of a shorter podcast than what we're usually used to, but in and out, easy peasy. So I hope you enjoy it and off to that now. All right. And I'm here with Jason. What up, Jason? Hello, Jim. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Here we are. <laughs> that's all are. I got. <laughs> yes, that's all you got. Well, we, we don't have a lot of books this week that we're talking about. Uh, we're going to be talking Black Panther and Venom. And I I might gloat a little when we get to Venom, Uh-oh. just a little bit. Mm. But 
I think that both these issues have a, a common problem, and that is pacing. Oh, uh, both of these end up being kind of a long, slow burn type deal. And I end up they both they both kind of <laughs> slam the brakes on the stories that were going on before yeah, these issues. And it's it's kind of crazy. With the Black Panther, I didn't expect it as much. I've been saying that Venom has been doing this all along. So when we get to that again, I might glow up, but we're gonna start with Black Panther, Black Panther number five, which for the most part, the way that Marvel plays these things or whatever should kind of be the first trade, should end it. But maybe they'll do six for this. I don't know. We'll have to see. And I'll even talk about I was talking to some people on Twitter about this issue and this run. Mm-hmm. Uh, two really big Black Panther fans, it seems. Uh, they do not like it. But this is written by John Ridley with art by Juan Cabal and Stefano Landini. Colors by Matt Miller and letters and designed by VCs Joe Sabina. Shuri uncovered evidence that Oma, um, <laughs> now I'm gonna, Oma Lola. I ended up saying this to myself so much, and now I go to read it out loud, and I'm like, ah, oh, lied about her fidelity to Jay uh, for T'Challa. This deception called Oma Lola's larger motivations into question and made her the primary suspect in Jay's murder. Although Oma Lola denied the murder accusation or attempt to fight her way out of T'Challa's grasp condemned her in the eyes of her king and his allies and that really is the play where she ended up trying to fight back and then they're like well that's why you're really guilty because you showed you were guilty but this issue is a lot of finger pointing it is yeah it's like you you screwed around on your boyfriend therefore you're you committed treason they go together and then you get the idea then it's like no no you were the one who was treason no you were and so you go with this my biggest problem with this again me and you ended up just finishing up the spotlight, the Marvel Patreon spotlight, and we were talking about politics and comics and things like this. I don't mind the politics in this comic because it is comic book politics. It, the problem is I don't really know the characters that are being thrown in here and being involved in it. So I can't sit there at points and say, oh, well, she's acting different or he's acting weird or whatnot. It's Wakandan politics about Wakandan issues that don't map directly to the news of the day. So I'm fine. I'm fine I'm with the fine idea of with politics. It. I just don't understand the you know motivations for some of the characters because of the idea that I don't really know them. Right. We've, we've seen this prime minister. We have another sketchy prime minister. Another prime minister kind of – we've seen her in the background kind of looking at some things. We've seen Achille, the secret police guy, getting kind of caught in between. So it's been mentioned, but not so much that – at least not so much that I really think I know the character. Yeah, Achille, you kind of know a little more. He ended up saving Shuri. He ended up going and getting blood. But that it, now he's pushed as maybe being the he bad guy. He was an existing guy, but, character from the last run. But so the whole deal with this around. democracy and, you know, John Ridley has that playing out in the background for the most part. Then you have it just come here, and I can't say that I know anything about the characters. I mean, there's other characters, too, that we never have even been introduced. It's not just this part. You have a whole council and things like that. So what is the play here? And when you start to, you know, point fingers and things, I'm going to guess that at the end, you know, T'Challa might come out on top. He he may end up, you know, being able to go forward. But even then, I just don't get it. He's going to come out on top. I, I don't think they're going to say, okay, let's stop this whole democracy idea. I, I don't see that as a theme that Marvel is going to publish. You know, it turns out democracy is not so good. Yeah, I have a feeling that charge. it will be wiped out because how they can play that is. 
the people that want the democracy are the ones that are the villains and then you end up having to do whatever mm. but i don't i don't think they'll do that but we'll find out the, the idea of having chichala out and about well even here they still treat him like a king i mean they're this democracy we haven't seen anything from i mean they're still trying to do uh, there's not been anything that we're like oh my god that law is crazy or whatever I don't know how they're going to play it out, but T'Challa. Yeah, we don't know anything about how this democracy actually And the works. way that it came about was kind of an underhanded deal where T'Challa was off in space and they ended up just throwing it in there. So it is well, kind of a weird deal. What are you going to do with deal. the kings in space? Somebody, somebody's got to decide the spending on public works. Uh, but with all of this going down, yeah, they just end up where Omalala, she's the one who seems to be the bad person and there's evidence Shuri ended up seeing you even have Achille who says I'm all for you you're Wakanda again like I said still pushing the idea this democracy is not really played out at all well, here Achille is very much shown as the one in the middle kind of being pulled towards the old royalist ways and also being pulled towards the democratic ways and also being pulled towards the prime minister's anti-democratic ways so I think he's going to be the one at some point who makes the decision that tips the balance one way or the other. I think that's what he's being set up it's to do. It's weird. The way that it plays out here is he's completely guilty. He's He might be the one who sent out those assassins. They're, they're saying he ended up having those transmissions and stuff where Shuri keeps coming up with new evidence and new things after she goes and talks to Omolola and says, you just did this because you were jealous because Jay had loyalty to uh, you know, T'Challa, and you were cheating on him. It, it's a weird stretch. And she says, no, I don't really base myself on it the men in my it life. It seems but. that's the only evidence they have is against her in the, you know, dating realm. They don't have her, you know, with secret documents plotting against anybody else. They seem to play out the idea that those assassins weren't really attacking her. That that was Shuri's big play, was when she saw the video they really killed Jay, but then they pulled back attacks on her. And it was one of those things that's funny because it kind of comes up in the DC part right now with the uh, Shadow War. The idea that Batman thinks that uh, Talia Summer ended up getting the idea, well, they shot you in the leg to just show you were injured to kind of not put any sort of you know eyes on you. That's what Shuri was playing. They ended up, you were in the fight, but they weren't really fighting you. Now, that could be that if it is Achille, maybe Achille has some sort of feelings for, you know, Omolola. I don't know, because it really does feel like it's pushed that Achille is 100% the bag. I still don't think he is. No, I, I don't think so. I think he's going to turn out to make the hero turn at the end. And it's it's clear to me that Omolola is not guilty of the things he's charged with. She's she's clearly not. We have, we have Shuri being oddly stupid for sure she's supposed to be the smart one but she's not at all skeptical of of whether she's being so the reason i don't trust achille is the idea where he does say hey you're wakanda and i go with wakanda but then a panel later when they start having this meeting he is throwing t'challa under the bus and even brings up this kill switch deal that ends up making it so that t'challa is fully arrested and house arrest he escapes but that idea of him just flipping out and saying shade after shade to T'Challa when it all comes down to it felt really odd. And so with all of that, like you said, Shuri said, it's weird too, where Shuri says, listen, I, I ended up going through in any sort of communication out of Wakanda, you can track. Well, did you find anything? No, but I did. 
because then she's I, I checked more and then I found these secret communiques and it looks like it was from right. Achilles to like the assassins. All, all communication going in or out of Wakanda has to go through this this kind of retransmission situation. It's almost like it's what they used being to checked. keep undercover. It, it ended up she even right. says it's when we wanted to be hidden. That's how we did it. We had the shield. We have all those things. So but that somehow is the this way. retransmission system is is what is being used to send secret cryptic messages to these assassins. These assassins. assassins. And she reiterates, the assassins have these synthetic uh, vibranium suits. They're mm-hmm. fighting they style as Wakandian. So all that points to somebody on the inside, which we kind of figured anyway. But yeah, all of this then leads to T'Challa giving up the, the Black Panther bracelet. He has to give that up, and he's under house arrest. Yeah, so the, the thing is that Achille points out, we don't know what this is, but he mentions this. He said, oh, that would explain Kill Switch. We don't know what Kill Switch is, but, but T'Challa is very surprised that anybody knows about this. He doesn't say what it is, but it's clearly something he doesn't want to say out loud because it would sound sketchy, even sketchy, even sketchier than his sleeper agents, apparently. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, like, Omolola, the big thing is, well, you attacked the king when you got in trouble, so that looks sketchy. Well, now you end up having, you know, Black Panther, T'Challa. He knows that this kill switch deal is going to look sketchy. So all of this comes down to all of this rigmarole and going back and forth comes down to the idea of who's going to benefit the most for making T'Challa look bad because they say that if T'Challa looks bad, then we can join in the power. But again, this is why I'm saying the idea of the democracy and things like that. Well, that should be the big thing, but you're still where everybody's hinging on T'Challa. And the Mm -hmm. bad point is, is that this, they say that the sleeper agents that they think that if they take down T'Challa, the sleeper agents then get activated to come and save T'Challa and Wakanda and, Everyone thinks that somebody is setting up unrest to benefit from. But the question is, who is actually setting it up? And, well, everybody's pointing at everybody else saying, well, you're setting up so you can seize power. But, no, you're just saying that I'm going to seize power to give you an excuse to seize power. It's this whole standoff situation. Yeah, because Shuri says that this new democracy and the prime minister, they need some unrest so they can say, listen – Look at T'Challa. That that stuff really doesn't work, and we got to stop this. So we're the best thing, and that helps out the idea of democracy and this whole council. That where you have Achille, the idea where if something goes wrong, then he could say, "Well, military rule." Boom, he steps up, and even in this, at a point, he gets kind of pushed aside, and you're going to be arrested for now, and you're not allowed to do anything. But then, when T'Challa breaks free, you see that that is, oh my God, the secret police are back. There after T'Challa, so all these things, and Shuri at one point even yells at Achilles, like exactly this is why you're doing this, you're doing it, and he doesn't seem to really go against that, which is weird. But you know, you end up again, like I'll tell you, it is kind of like a Captain Carter issue where me and you were talking on the Patreon don't, spotlight, don't where get me started everything is going on here, and then Shuri goes for one last talk to Omoola, and then it's like, oh my god, you know what? I think that you are right, and you're, and then everything changes. Then, right, the one, the one conversation that changes everything. Yeah, and then when all this happens, where T'Challa is being led back to his quarters, he is on house arrest. He can't be Black Panther per se because he gave up the bracelet, but he still breaks free. I mean, he's still, and mm-hmm. sure, he says by the end, doesn't matter. He's Black Panther. 
He's still T'Challa and my brother can take care of himself, but he breaks free. And then you end up like this issue itself. Like Shuri Shuri helps out. Like apparently they exchange some sort of knowing brother, sister look. And so she knows that she can push the special button to let him out through the shield. How could she know that that's what he was going to do? I mean, the idea, I gave her a glance so she knew to run to the con- to the console and wait to press and that button to go through. And apparently she knew ex- exactly which, uh, which section he was going to go out through, so he was apparently to go. But then Shuri goes to uh, visit Omolola, and I do love the guard, Omolola's guard, with the comically large axe. Yeah, that's he, huge. It, this that axe, is. it looks like some sort of like a, a Japanese JRPG video game. I mean, it's game. huge. Yeah. It's, just, it's like it's crazy. Cloud Sword in Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, although I like this guy's a lot of trash talk and not really Shuri isn't just like she uses her Is powers. Is he a particular character? Because he's got such a, a silly weapon. I think he must have been somebody we saw. Yeah, before. I don't I've never seen him. I, I didn't even try okay. to look up. I think that he's just, you know, guard named here where he's even Axe when guy. they say like, hey, we're sending them reinforcements. He's like, I don't need those. And then gets taken out immediately. And then she goes to Omolola. Come on, we got to get out of here. And Omolo was like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't know. Why should I? Okay, I'll go. Because that's when Achilles shows up. And you do end up having that back and forth. And the idea where Achilles, the one thing he says is you're as paranoid as your brother. So that is the tell of, I, I get the idea that Achilles at the end, he's going to be revealed that he knows more than he's playing. But he isn't bad, but he knows more. The theme of this whole series is that T'Challa hasn't trusted people, and that's what gets him in trouble. That is the theme from issue one. Yeah. So him breaking out and not being under house arrest, I mean, he's not trusting anybody now to get out of there. But now Shuri isn't. But again, Shuri, you know, gives the bracelet to Amalola so she can fight. And they end up having a quick fight, and then they get on these speeder bikes, and off they go. Uh, to go, like to, go to the, the moon yeah. of Endor. Yeah, and they're going to end up going to Shiri says she has a a lab out in the savannah, so they're going to go there. Not and Georgia. Do that. No, the savannah. So they're going to go, and in the meantime, T'Challa's breaking himself out, and he's out because of Shiri's help, but also he can handle himself. So we have that. The big play is, are you interested in the idea of who that like this is a book where it's really hinging John Ridley's hinging on you sitting there and like oh my god this mystery of who's the bad guy who's the bad guy. I'm not that interested in that and so I'm here for it but I'm not that interested it was in okay it. bubbling away in the background yeah I don't need a whole issue of it I want to see more of this assassin group I want to see more of their crazy weapons and fights and what they're up to I don't need a whole lot of scenes of Wakandan politicians talking to each other and casting suspicion on each other yep. and I'm usually a Juan Cabal fan uh, I I like one panel of the art in it, and this is the first one Amalolo looks great in that first page but other than that it gets real wonky and Juan Cabal one of the things that Juan Cabal does that, that not a put page. a lot of backgrounds in a lot of the things, everything kind of gets a bland look and things like that. And I thought that throughout this, there's parts that look okay. I ended up sending mm-hmm. you some of the faces in, in this, and they're a little wonky, <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. There, there's some people who really, I said, I think Wakanda's selling the ugly juice uh, for everybody in there. But with that There's, all, there's clearly some panels that look like they were rushed. Didn't have so much time spent yeah, on it compared to Yeah, it does seem others. that way. And in an issue that you're not going to – yet you get – some fighting you get that thrown in but not much so a lot of it is hinged on talking heads and they didn't look good or you have a council 
that didn't look real finished, and I thought that it didn't play out. Where Shuri turns into Cruz again looks pretty good. But again, that's that's a couple panels pretty small. Uh, but like they're sitting in the council room, and I mean, how can you have that drab a deal? I mean, you end up having a lot of browns and grays uh, on the deal, and you just get one little like you know bit of red and yellow there, and so it just didn't play out well to me but overall i didn't hate this issue it just i need something more and i'm not that interested in the deal it's almost like you're starting this out with this big i just want black panther i i want to have some t'challa i know you it's gonna have politics whatnot but i need to have more black panther and that's what a lot of the people but we don't have I that going for because he's right now t'challa is not Black Panther. And I mean, I, I can even deal with some T'Challa. He's just kind of in this issue, not doing much at all. And people who I said, I talked to two people on Twitter because I saw somebody say, oh, I really like the in space Black Panther more than this. And I said, well, I didn't really like the in space Black Panther either. Uh, but they said, well, at least we got Black Panther. This book is boring. And it just and then another person jumped in who didn't like Black Panther in space either, that intergalactic deal of Wakanda from Tennessee Coates, but they don't like this either and just want to get things to the point where this person who has this Twitter page is saying that, like, hashtag save Black Panther, like, there hasn't been a good book in a while, and this isn't it, and I think that John Ridley has to step up the game here a bit to get things a little I'd more exciting. I enjoyed this book a lot more up until this issue. Yeah. I, I thought the story was pretty good. This issue, I thought, kind of put the brakes on a lot of the bits that I liked. I hope that the next issue, it ties back into those crazy assassins. I, I, I and, wonder yeah. what you're going to do now, because now, yeah, we're on the I run want, for I the want secret to be police. revealed. Okay, just, just tell me who's actually plotting here. Where's the actual plot coming from? I don't need that mystery going on anymore because it's not interesting enough to keep my my attention so reveal who it is and let's have t'challa yeah and here's what the next deal says because we get the cover but it says betrayal the reveal of t'challa's deepest secret which should be that kill switch uh that they said has the hada zarazi hunting him as a traitor with orders to kill him on sight he needs to escape them to clear his name but his skills rally on par for the challenge and our wakanda secret police the only force chase we're going to get a lot of now secret police check. I just, I kind of just want to get through with this, find out who the villain was, go on, see what the status quo is. Like you said, if however they decide to do the politics, of Wakanda, let, let's get Black Panther. Then. Give me the reveal. Let's have them do some things and, and get going to people wanting to say, oh, my God, you got to read that Black Panther book. There's no way that anybody is saying that about this issue. You're not going to read this issue, even if you like and say this. Oh, my God, this is must read. You got to get into this. So with that, I'm giving it a six. Uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I, I'm very close to the same thing. The It's the least interesting issue so far. Compared to the uh, Captain Carter one we just read, it's a lot better than that. The politics are more interesting. They're comic book politics. not to say a bunch. They're comic, they're comic book politics, yeah. That's what I like. I don't mind politics when they deal with the characters and the comic book universe they're in. When you start getting overbearing, and again, we're saying this, mm-hmm. we, we explained it on the Patreon Spotlight. We understand that politics and comics go hand in hand a lot of times, but when it starts feeling like you're force-fed a lecture, that's where I start losing interest right. in this them. And this didn't feel lecture. like it. No, this this is 
like watching a, a House of Cards kind of episode where you have all these different politicians scheming, which can be okay. It's It just wasn't done amazingly well, and we don't know the characters enough to care. Yeah, I don't know yeah. the characters to we care. We don't know. I, this prime minister's name, I even forget her name now. Seriously, but, if, yeah. if you're reading Black Panther... You kind of want Black Panther to be in the right. Like anything that goes on in the background, whatever. I kind of want to like Black Panther, and I still do. Uh, again, this paranoid deal at one point was spelling out even over the top that if those Avengers find out, I'm going to slice them. That felt weird. But I still, at the end of the day, at the end of the arc, at the end of the trade, whatever it would be, I still want to like Black Panther in his own book, and I want to see Black Panther <laughs> right. in his own book. Is where I so yeah. So I didn't issue. I didn't say the number. I I'd say a six point three. Okay, so just so a, a little touch better than, than me. But we're going to move on again. I said this is going to be a quick episode. We're going to move on to the next book, which has been more of your book than mine. And I kind of said that Ram V likes to meander, and he likes. I mean, seriously, when I'm reading this, I'm actually sitting there chuckling to myself. Saying, oh, oh, Jason thought that we were just going to go in and out one issue with each of these things, but oh my goodness, we're uh, staying I here. I thought we are going back and forth, but no. It does tie in the Eddie and Dylan sides of things more than we've had so far. Got to give it that credit. I'm not even saying that. I'm talking about the idea where I said, why are we dealing with a biker gang? And you're like, well, this is like the old time TV shows where you're going to pop in think, and well, out I and stuff like that. I think we're like pretty that. much done with that biker gang because they were all kind of dead. Did we need two issues for it? Because I don't think we did. And this issue was more Biker Gang than Venom, in my mind, which that's what throws me in this. Well, so. This issue is Venom, Too Late for Heroes Part 2, written by Ram V, pencils by Brian Hitch, inks by Andrew Curry, colors by Alex Sinclair, and letters and production by VCs Clayton Cowles. Though Eddie's body was destroyed, his consciousness survived and arrived at Meridius's garden at the end of time. Meanwhile, Dylan's been trying to lie low by finding work with reformed gang leader Jake at his bar in the middle of nowhere. But Dylan and Venom can't help but suit up to help disrupt a rival operation. Dylan's actions have put him squarely in the sights of Meridius's deadliest creature, a giant crimson symbiote named Bedlam. So you end up going into this and you get the Bedlam stuff. It's okay. Bedlam stuff is there just to have Venom doing something. And you're going to get a continuation of this where Venom, the Venom symbiote itself, seems to be taking advantage of some of these times to make, uh, you know, Dylan do more than what he normally would. You keep getting him like, wait, we got to up the ante. We There's a disagreement between Venom and Dylan, which we've seen a couple issues already, where Venom wants to be more violent and kill people, and Dylan's trying to hold back, and Venom's saying, come on, you don't, you just want to be a scared, wine little brat who thinks he wants to be Spider-Man, which is the worst thing that Venom can say about anybody, because he, he hates Spider-Man. Yeah, and it, uh, that seemed a little weird out of nowhere from what we've had. We've had Dylan going through this a long time, if you're reading from the Donny Kate stuff into this, that I thought it was a little weird play by Ram V. But again, he does hate that. But still, you end up where all this is going on and you have to have this transition where there is the beginning. You have him still trying to stop or at least, you know, destroy people who were downtown doing things where... Right. He's in the middle of this gang war. Yeah. The symbiote deal kind of goes and this one biker who's dying, bleeding out, it seems, says, oh, you're that kid that works for the old man. Well, Jake's going to get his because it now is obvious to me that he's behind this and like oh no and he's like i gotta get over there in the meantime sleeper symbiote he smells 
the Life Foundation guys have shown up. He's going to go off to distract them. I do really like them. in the art the way it shows Venom, his kind of head coming off as Dylan's still wearing the suit. It's almost like a, a hoodie, but it's like the hoodie comes off and starts talking to the actual head. It looks yeah, really neat. It's crazy. And so now Dylan knows, oh, my God, Jake. Again, uh, are you real hinged on Jake? I could give a rat's ass about Jake, part of my French. But Jake and everybody in this town, they should just get rid of it. And He's the biker gang member with a heart of gold. Which, again, the heart of gold that we saw, like, Jake, you know, cleaning up a little. Uh, Not Jake, Dylan cleaning up. He let Dylan stay on a cot in the back of his bar. And and again, if if you're not that concerned with gang war or Jake, that's the majority of this issue. I mean, you go then to the gang war where all of a sudden it becomes sons of anarchy out of nowhere. And I don't need that. And again, this is where, and I see reviews for this aren't great. And that is where I said Mm -hmm. last issue where... This sort of pacing, this is Ram V. He, this is him. We've read a lot, me and you have read a bunch of DC stuff. But at DC, when he's doing it, say, with a Swamp Thing or a JLD, that it seems to be accepted more or work better. But when he comes over to Marvel here, people aren't that real hip on him yet with this because it's meandering and it's not doing anything, especially when you have Al Ewing sitting in the, the thing. I kind of like this play here where the... Uh... The bad gang member guy says, okay, maybe it really is an alien thing, but I can't go back to my boss and say that. I got to pin it on you no matter what. So that was an interesting play. I think it's bullshit uh, because they well, just, because got, the world just saw- got taken over by symbiotes. They, they all know this is a thing. How is he saying that I can't go and say it's a thing when it's a thing that was worldwide? We, he can't say it because we saw last issue that big bad guys, the last person who told him, oh, it's an alien, he just got yeah, killed and on that the spot. was bullshit. So that's why I can't go back. So yeah, it was ridiculous. It's, it's for that guy to do it, but I can understand why this gang member says I can't bring that story back <laughs> because my crazy boss isn't going to buy it. That's that was, that was an okay little moment. But then, I thought it so was they're ridiculous. Going to, they're going to attack the bar. Remember, Jake doesn't care about anything except kind of his little subgroup and his bar. He 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 wants to be out of the the gang game. He just wants his own little hole in the wall bar. So they come to get him. But apparently, there's this biker gang code, and this code says that you can challenge to like single combat. And no weapons. We're just gonna it's fight, fine. and everyone everyone knows that the biker gang respects this code. I, I, I and, and I've already cursed too much in this, but I just want to point out that Jake, even though he says it a bit, this guy's a piece of crap. They're all pieces of crap, and yet you have to play out the idea that Jake's this knight in shining armor who. I know I was bad, but I'm going to be a hero now. And I'm like, get out of town. He doesn't say he's going to be a hero. He say he can't be a hero. But we're supposed to think that he's trying to be out of the game. We don't which know these deals. Which a cliche we've seen a bunch of times. And again, he doesn't even want to be out of the game. He just wants to t- keep what's his and have his people do whatever. He probably ends up going, if he lived in this, would go up, okay, everybody, check on the meth lab. Let's see if that's good. And you go, you go <laughs> to the nearest school and start selling those drugs and – these are bad people. They're not good people. So I I know that the play is that gray area, whatnot, and this guy deciding at the end of his life here to be good and not have anybody. But really, he gets killed. All of his men get killed, too. And nobody's good here. And the idea that you have Dylan, who's so – is it a daddy issue? They have this fight, and Jake's not doing well in the fight, but he keeps apparently getting back up, which means the fight still goes on. So. 
Len, the the evil, you know, the evil leader, says, "Okay, somebody just shoot him." But somebody says, "No, no, that's not the rules. You have to keep fighting him." But then Len takes a gun, shoots Jake dead, and apparently that means we open fire on all of Jake's gang, and they all seem to be shot they dead. All dead. And they set the bar on fire. So yeah, we will not be seeing down. the the Jake plot line is that's done. We're no more Jake. We say so you that. Like that. You think so? Because I don't think that Dylan's just going to say, oh, those other biker gang, I think we're getting another issue at a point where he's got to now go after the other. But I've had enough of this biker gang town. I think they might move on from biker gang So you just think that he goes back there, finds everybody dead, the building on fire, and says, yeah, let's leave. Let's get out of here. Ah, that biker gang, they won fair and square. Might be a moment of learned, learned my lesson. I shouldn't get involved in things like this. The next deal, you have Kang suddenly show up, which kind of means to me <laughs> yeah. like you might get time travel involved if it is actually a Ram V deal. That might be an outgoing stuff. time travel involved. Anyway, yeah. The, the other part is we have uh, Bedlam come in. So Bedlam was sent back from Meridius. And we don't know exactly what Bedlam's up to, except he wants to fight Venom. And those, those fights are kind of fine. They're, they look cool. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. So we get to see a lot of tangly, swerpy, slurpy tongue and you get teeth chains. and tentacle. You get all that. And the big reveal is at the end. So Bedlam wins the fight. He's He said, I could kill you, Venom slash Dylan. I'm not going to. I want your pain to make you stronger. And then the head peels back. We don't see the face, but we're supposed to think that this is Eddie. Yeah. That Eddie is inside. And we get another one of those captions like we've seen before about a dad sighting. It says, dad sighting Baywater outside Jake's bar. My guess is I don't think it's really Eddie because we know already that Meridius can look like Eddie whenever he wants, right? We've seen that a, bu- a bunch of times, especially early on. He pretended to be Dylan's dad. So I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think this is really Eddie. But we're supposed to say, what? This is crazy. Some sort of timey-wimey bedlam is Eddie sent back in time. I don't, I don't is think saying at some point happen. he's not, you know, I'm not part of the Life Foundation. I'm here to make you stronger. I'm here to make you better, which is odd. But yeah, even then he ends up, they knock out Bedlam and then they go off. They think they killed him, it seems. And then they go off to the bar. They're late. And then Bedlam shows up again for fights. But again, with this, we're talking about this issue for however long we did. And we're talking more about biker gangs. And just this forced idea of, oh, the, my boss doesn't believe that there's actually monsters. Like, no, that, that seems silly. And just a setup for this fight. But why do we? Why are we hinging on this guy Jake? Why are we so concerned about this old biker guy who wants to get out of the game, as you said, and protect people and and do good at the end because of all the bad things he's done? I don't care. I think it's supposed to teach Dylan a lesson. I think the idea is supposed to be Dylan got himself and and Venom mixed up in some regular people shenanigans. And it made all sorts of bad things happen. So I think that's the lesson is, oh, we won't do that anymore. I think if you ask, why do we have this? I think that's that why. That even plays out because you find out in this that it didn't matter. I didn't matter. say it's good. No, I just I'm said saying, that's why. It doesn't matter if Venom was in this. That that guy's going to get, even if it was Frankenstein that came, if it wasn't, this guy was still getting killed because they ended up messing up the deal. And it just, it was always going to come. It, I don't care. I don't care about Jake. Or this biker. I, I just can't imagine that in issue, you know, 17. I mean, oh, man, remember what happened with Jake? What happened? To, why are we dealing with this? Like we said earlier, the idea of not you having Black Panther in his own deal. A special like, Jake flashback, one shot, young, young Jake. No. 
if Eddie ends up with this idea of, oh, man, I shouldn't have gotten involved, so I'm going to leave now after this whole deal gets ripped apart and whatnot, doesn't even go to try to stop the other guy, then he's even worse. And what's going on with Sleeper, who... It's the sleeper symbiote who goes, oh, I'm going to go and tangle it up with the Life Foundation. I'm like, okay, sayonara, sucker, because you're done. There's no way that little cat sleeper is going to show up and take that. I don't get the idea of having these characters in. And why don't we focus more on Dylan and the symbiotes and stuff? We have too many things going on, I agree. We have the Life Foundation, who has this new special symbiote-based suit. We have the Meridia side of things. We have the stupid biker gang side of things. And now I guess we're going to get Kang as well. So yeah. there is too much in here. What's weird is there's too much, but Ram nothing's going on. should have simplified things. Oh, right. He, he should have simplified things a little bit, and we would have cared more about what's going on rather than, oh, here's that thing again for two minutes. If, you're ta- if, if you are reading DC stuff or whatnot, you have a Swamp Thing where he has introduced a new Swamp Thing, this Levi, but yet never really wants to deal with Le- And this is what's happening here. The guy just never seems to want to fully focus on his main character and go. And he has said on Twitter that his dream job is to write like a hundred issue series where you only tell one story, but, you know, kind of take all that time and introduce side characters. And he's even admitted, introduce side characters that really aren't important to anything, but are cool and get those in and, I just where did he get this fixation on this biker gang to end up, like you said, teaching a lesson? But I don't know that Dylan will really get that lesson. I think that it's more in line of Venom saying, see, we got to go and kick butt like he keeps doing. And maybe they just go and kill and eat, maybe eat the other bike. I don't know. <laughs> but then Kang, I'm like, what? What's up with Kang? Yeah, that was what... a, that's an odd. It's not a reveal exactly. It's the next cover. Who knows? Covers covers sometimes lie. And it may be that's Meridius pretending to be king. It may not even be the Dylan stuff. Let's I don't see. know when we're getting back to the whole deal because we'd have to look at you know later on in the deal. So that might be the case because the Kang stuff seems a little more cosmic uh, than just a Dylan. Uh, with the biker gang stuff, so we'll have to oh, see. Number that eight is weird. written by Ram V. Okay, yeah. I just then it's ridiculous. I just this this series to me has fallen flat. I, I'm not interested at all about it. I the, think the preview for the next one says, "What about the what about his old man? What about the original Venom? What about Eddie Brock?" Which sounds like it should be an Al Ewing thing, but it's written by Ram V. Your answers start here, true believer. If you buy no other issue of Venom, you must buy this one. I have a feeling okay. it's Al Ewing and they just have it mislabeled. Uh, that doesn't sound like anything Could that be. we would have here. But, I mean, even the idea of bringing Free up Archer. Word, says Ram V. Yeah, bringing up Archer. Is, what is going on with it? The Life Foundation, Kang, and the next cover. I mean, you say covers are deceiving, but seriously, if well, Kang is yep, on there, right. the crazy. actual the actual Marvel site lists Al Ewing yeah, as the writer. That's what it seems. So, so world screwed up. We have this. Maybe we'll get lucky when Ramvi gets back there, like at the first page. Man, we took care of that other biker gang, didn't we? High five and move on because I <laughs> I don't need it. And it seems like Ramvi like he wants to tell oh. the street level horror. I I don't get it. I really don't. And I wonder how people nine, who are eight and nine are both by Al Ewing. So I think we might get two or three in a row of Al Ewing stuff. So maybe Ram the Ram V thing gets their cool so off. So Ram while. V cools off where you you end it with biker gang and then the big river. Oh my god, that might be you know you have to have some sort of big cliffhanger, but. Yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe it's going to end up being one of those. It, it doesn't play out like it, but if you, again, I hate to keep bringing up DC, but when you went back where Greg Rucka was writing two separate stories with the Wonder Woman book, and some people are like, yeah, I'll just deal with the one. I don't know. Maybe the Al Ewing stuff is more interesting to me than this uh, Ram V. So we'll see. We'll see what Al Ewing does in the next couple. <laughs> Which but is we... something to hear come out of your mouth that you're you're hoping for more Al Ewing. I know. It's Al not Ewing one of my favorites, Jim, but again. Jim has a, a fever, and the only cure is more Al it's Ewing. It's more Al Ewing. I'll, I'll give Ram V one thing. There's not enough uh, space here for him to do a lot of narration boxes. You, you don't have a lot of those in here. He does, but... he does give the art some room. Yeah, yeah, and again Which you should, if you work with Brian Hitch You should let the art do some work Because he is amazing Yeah, art is top notch yeah. yeah, but yeah, with all that, what do you give it? Yeah, it's not advancing the story like I would like It looks great I think there's a couple okay story beats like more than you did I give it a 6 out of 10 Yeah, I'm a 5-5 five five. I, I just, I need something This goes hand in hand with a lot of books That were really, like a Hulk that Donny Cates, look, I need something to hook me in. I need that. And this book has not given it to me yet. And I just need that. And hopefully, like I said, maybe Al Ewing stuff, it'll give us a more broad picture of what's happening with Eddie and the whole deal with Meridi. So maybe that will play out very, uh, you know, to get me in. But with that, yeah. Maybe. Bye, Let's bye. hope so. Uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Black Panther number five. That's mine I think I gave too. it a sterling, like 6.3 <laughs> out of 10. Six out of 10 is my oh. favorite book of the deal. I don't even know that there's a gem. I guess the idea, Jake is the gem. I mean, he is, it, it infuriated me, but that's my, who I'm going to go. My, my gem of the week is from the same scene, but it's the other biker gang guy who would not violate the secret oh, grease the pit secret rules. Grease pit rules. Yes. He said, I'm not going to shoot Jake. I'll give you my gun so you can shoot Jake, but I'm not going to do it. That guy yeah, is my gem. That guy is your gem. I'm just going to go with Jake. So we have the same scene. There was a weird deal where he ends up saying – it was a weird play of words of saying, hey, I can't kill him. You have to kill him. It's like, you got to fix this. Or something. It just threw me off. These guys – Sorry, Len. Grease pit rules. You want to break them? You break do it em. yourself. Break them. What is that little code? So you're not actually saying out loud that you're going to shoot them right between the eyes. That's so I you, think it should be. I think yourself. it meant break. I think it meant break them. I don't. Th- it's written like it's supposed to be break him. I think break them like the grease pit rules. It's weird because I didn't. I for some crazy reason I didn't think they were going to kill the rest of the gang. Like I thought that was oh, part of dead. grease pit. Like they go by <laughs> grease pit rules until grease pit rules are thrown out and then they kill everybody else. But. Oh, God. And then set fire to the bar. Why didn't they take over the bar? They, everybody's dead. I mean, there you go. Have the bar. Maybe they didn't want to deal with that hassle. All right. So yeah, it's with probably that, what back is your taxes and things. Yeah, really? get the insurance. Seriously. Cover of the week is this. The cover of the week is going to be the same thing as you because it's Black Panther number five. The Alex Ross cover looks really good. I actually do like the Venom cover as well, but I have to go with the Black also Panther. Nice. Yeah, I actually like that. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go. With the Black Panther deal. So there you go. <laughs> There's the Here books of the week. A six out of ten. Oh, my God. And you gave Very a six weak. three. So at least you are excited. But this is what we're <laughs> going to be dealing with next week. Not a lot of books again. There's uh, less books going on. Hopefully I don't yell BS in the middle of reviews. So I hope that some are good. But we have Avengers Uh-oh. number 55. That, yep. That's, well, that's uh, Nighthawk was the big reveal there. So we're going to see what, what Nighthawk's been up to. Uh, Hulk number six. Speaking of. Books that infuriate mm-hmm. me will be the end of the Smashcraft arc. So maybe it'll tie things up and we'll go on to something a little different. Maybe we have that. Then we have Shang-Chi 
a book that has kind of wavered away. This is a Sister Hammer deal, it says on the cover, yeah, but we'll see how that goes. A book that will be changing its title coming up. I think it's after issue 12. It's, it's going to be Shang-Chi and the Five Rings or something. I think they're trying to tie it into the movie a little more. And they already started that whole deal, which seemed weird and was really forced to deal into it, but... Yeah, we're going to get more of that. We have uh, Captain America number zero. Right. That's the one that kicks off. We're going to get number zero where we get the two captains. And then we're going to get the, the twin series, one for this captain, one for the other yeah. captain. So this ends up being like an oversized issue with all the writers involved. They end up doing the zero. Uh, then after that, we have Spider-Gwen Gwenverse. We weren't big on that first issue, but we'll see Not so how much. this plays out. But that's it. And then possibly... Possibly the Ralph Macchio, Karate Kid, Doctor Strange, Nexus of Nightmare. That guy, every time he shows up with one of these books, it's always for a a movie coming out and they always stick. That's just me, but they always stick. We'll see. Maybe it it could be a a fun one to talk about. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. I ended up, because Brandon has dealt with some of these in the past, I ended up saying to Brandon, hey, Ralph Macchio has a a book and he's like, Mm. oh, what movie's coming out? Oh, yeah, it must be Doctor (laughs) Strange. And I said, yeah. And then he put, it will stink. And I said, yeah, there you go. That was from Brando. But with all of that, yeah, check out our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Go to our website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where this week's spotlight episode was the... Not, got a, well, got a little number ranty. 100, just, just a little Electra ranty. 100, and then also the Captain Carter number two. So you can go check that out as well. And I would say that next week you'll get, say, a Captain America over on the Patreon. That's almost a given. So just to throw that out there. But that is it. Uh, Jason, what do we say at the end of the Marvel podcast? Have a great week. We keep it marvelous, marvelous. and go read comics. Go read comics. Go read comics. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.